You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Uh, last night, they Brutal. ran Michigan out of the gym. Yeah, Michigan, nice set. Uh, looked good for about, what, 14 minutes maybe? And then after that, disaster. The disaster is right. That's why, what, what do we uh, tell people? Teasers, no good. No, teasers don't work. Teasers don't work in those situations. The 12 points isn't going to help you. What was the teaser going to do uh, for you? And listen, North, North Carolina... North Carolina in 2009 was the only team to uh, to win all six games in the NCAA tournament uh, by 12 points or more. Villanova joined them, and there was a dominant run. Listen, Michigan's performance last night was disappointing. They hit the wall. They came out strong. I expected them to come out strong, and they did. It was very similar to the Louisville game, except they didn't. They couldn't build the lead, and Michigan's defense was great in the first half. Yep. Specifically in the first 15 minutes of the first half. And Villanova's threes weren't falling. They were getting frustrated. You could see Jay Wright actually had a a look of concern on his face. Uh, But Michigan Cam was just unable to build the lead, man. Nope, they couldn't pull away early. They hit the wall at 21 points. That's the thing. You take a six-point lead, and I'm like, come on, pull away. Double digits. They couldn't do it. Then the shots didn't fall. Those rims looked a little bit hard. Both teams were struggling with with the shots. And then Villanova, the kid, uh, that kid just took over, man. He he went bananas. Redheaded Italian. Like, I I don't know what's going on there. He's he's killing us. Absolutely killing us. Yeah, Dante. Is it delivery or delicio? Dante, yeah, it was was delicio. It was Delicio last night uh, for Villanova Packers. And, uh, the kid finds himself uh, in in the news uh, today. A little bit of controversy. People dug up uh, some tweets of his. Uh, Twitter will get you. Yep. Twitter will get you. <laughs> got you. Got him. I know got all Villanova. about it. I know all about it. Um, <laughs> Twitter's caused me a lot of grief in my life, actually. I'm not even just talking but about But you, you enjoy it, though. I don't care about, like, the, the Timberlake suspension and stuff. But, but nevertheless, so... Yeah, they dug out some tweets uh, in which, uh, you know, he uh, he used the N-word when he was 13 years old. Except, to put it in context, he wasn't, you know, saying, he wasn't using it in a racist term. He was dropping it sort of like, sort of like a kid who yeah. thinks he's black. Yeah, you're my... He's a basketball yeah. player. He's saying, you know, I'm balling like D. Rose. And yeah. he sort of he thinks like he's a rapper. He thought he was like a, a rapper or something. <laughs> so he's just tweeting crap out. Talking smack, they dig it up. Really, we're going to start looking at, you know, 13-year-old kids' uh, tweets right now. And the only reason this becomes a story really is because Villanova made it a story. By Villanova claimed uh, that uh, his Twitter account was hacked. Yeah. And they said, disregard all these tweets. It was never him. He never said any of these things. Not so much. It wasn't hacked. It was hacked. (laughs) Come on. And, you know, it wasn't hacked. (laughs) Exactly. So now Villanova had to delete that message. And, you know, it's it's a non-story. It'll go away. You know, anyone that's known me for a long time. Look, I I was just with recently uh, with with a girl uh, who was a black chick for, for a long time, too. And, in fact, one of my first girlfriends when I was like six or seven, actually. 
uh, was a black chick. That was a bigger deal. That was in the seventies. Well, very impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And some of the black girls you've dated have been very pretty, mind <laughs> you. I, I know them. <laughs> so, very sexy. You know, I'm I am really uh, I am a very anti-racist uh, person. I'm not even buddies with racist, and like I know I just don't have time for this in my life. But at the same point in time, people need to pick pick their spots of context, yep. and you can't get outraged over everything all the time. Last week. The Virginia Tech uh, women's lacrosse team, I believe it was. Uh, they were on their team bus, and there was a video of them all yelling the N-word. And it was sliced up in a short little video of them all yelling the N-word. And basically, so story broke. Yep. Virginia Tech lacrosse women's team are a bunch of racists, you know, and goes on. And what the hell's going on at Vaught Tech? Uh, the coach says, "I'm, you know, I got to looking into this and and all that other stuff." Turned out they were singing along to like a Chris Brown song. Yep. Great point. Things get taken they won out of a context. Game, and this is the song yep. they listened to when they went win a game. So it was a bunch of white chicks dancing, yep. shaking their ass, sort of partying on a bus, singing this song. Somebody took and in the song, there's a bunch of n bombs. Yep. They're singing it. Right? So they sang the damn song. And I read an interesting article about that, actually, too, because it happens a lot of rap shows and stuff where the crowd all sings along to the lyrics, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of the word, and there's white people in the crowd singing it. But if you put it in a song, right, I don't want to get into a debate about the word. I don't use it. But, you know, you can't take the, the video of these chicks singing a Chris Brown song and say, oh, they're racist. Yeah. They're Use, singing a Chris Brown song. That's my point. Use Does your, Chris Brown yeah. not want white chicks to buy his music? You know what I'm saying? I think he wants everyone to purchase his yeah, music. like, you know, <laughs> anybody. So, yeah, and it's funny because I usually jump on this stuff, and I'm like, God, oh, this guy, like, listen, I the Timberlake. That's what I was talking yeah. about, Timberlake. Timberlake actually does do racist things. You know, I, I actually think he is. Wahlberg. Yeah, well, Mark Wahlberg's yeah. beating up Vietnamese kids, throwing rocks at black kids and stuff when he's a teenager. Now he's all Mr. Captain yeah. America hero uh, type of crap. I call out the real racist. But a bunch of chicks singing a Chris Brown song on a bus, or they were singing like a T-Paint. Every one of these songs has that damn word in it. Right? So what are they going to do? Sing every word yeah. and not? Uh, like, you're racist. You're racist. Yeah, so I'm just stating. you got to pick your context here. And as far as this Dante DiVincenzo kid, he's not racist. racist. He talked like a, you know, like a white kid who thinks he's black. He was 13 and he was a basketball player. All right? Yeah, so that's my take on that. I just want to get that out of the way right uh, now. I don't know what color he played like. More like gold last night because he was the reason. When he took no control of that damn game, Michigan was done. i got to be honest with you. The way he played last night, I think uh, even his teammates uh, here that say, you can use whatever word you want, yeah. bro. Shock. <laughs> yeah, you can use whatever. <laughs> well, just say keep, what you want, buddy. Just, just keep saving our ass, man. Right now. <laughs> you know, they were probably using it for him last night. Damn. Yeah. They were high five. Exactly. Damn, man. <laughs> You know, you balling. Because that's what he was. He tweeted when he was 13. He's like, I ball like I'm D. Rose. And, you know, it was more, it wasn't sort of like, you know, oh, he's a racist. No, the kid was talking like Eminem or something yep. like that. You know what I mean? He's a 13-year-old basketball prodigy. Just talking smack, 
playing against a bunch of brothers. You know what it comes down to, Gabe? Just use your damn head. Don't be a moron. Like, think about things in context, what they are, and what you, that, that's the yeah. whole problem. People just want to go, and that's the, that's the thing. Well, we like, live in the hell you Yeah, we do. We, and, and, and everybody's you guilty don't like social media. You're not a social media no, guy. No, I, I don't have to. And I'll tell you about social media, too. Are people enjoy- not very social? No, it's not. <laughs> you meet most unsocial people, actually. Some people are pretty damn mean, but I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. You've seen all these companies getting hacked and stuff. I'm glad I'm not on Facebook. And every single day, they got your information. We have enough cameras. We didn't. We just do a, a, a bit on cameras yesterday, and now every single company's getting hacked. I'm I'm glad I'm. Uh, I still deal with paper money, Gabe, and I, I'll tweet once in a while. But that's the new. That's the new world that we live in now, in which instead of talking about. Instead of talking about the game, yeah, you know, the storylines or like the you know the players' lives, like we never talk about. You know, this guy actually came from this. He had this happen in his life. Look how successful he is. The media in today's day and age, the society that we live in now, is look what this guy did yesterday. Yeah. Oh look, Odell Beckham smoking a blunt. All right, the guy's a professional athlete in the off season. Is this supposed to be like shocking? Revelation that the guy's hanging with some hot Instagram model and she's doing blow and he's blazing one. So, oh, oh, now Beckham. Sounds normal. Oh, Michael Phelps smoking a bong. Oh, Serena Williams said this about uh, somebody. Popovich said this about Trump. Trump said this about someone. We just live in a constant. Everybody's a snowflake. Yeah. You know, like people on the right call the left and left and everybody. Like, I'm not talking from a political standpoint, but it's a snowflake era right now in which. People wake up every day looking to bitch about something and put somebody down. This guy said this. This guy did that. She did this. She was exposed. Oh, look at this girl. The other day, they, they took one of the uh, the Fox anchors, the Tammy Laren chick. It was a pretty mean, stupid woman. But they found a picture of her when she was kind of a not a hot chick. A bigger woman? No, 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 she's just, skinny yeah. and whatever. She was kind of gangly yeah. looking. Now she's all like Fox News yeah. up. She's got the breast job and the hair and everything. So basically, like people on the left were like ugly shaming this chick, which is like, isn't that that's, everything that you guys are against? Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, look at the way she looked before her surgery, LOL. Look at her forehead. Look at her little breast. Like people attack her like other women and stuff. Like, So I'm just kidding. It goes on all ends. For the sports world, the classic example is I got mad last night. I was doing a podcast, and I saw people saying that the Sedin brothers suck. The Sedin brothers, oh, they're just, you know, they're soft. The Canucks never won a cup. They're not, uh, you know, they're this and that about them. I went over their bio and their resume. I, I be, I Most valuable it, I, players, yeah. gold medals in the Olympics, world champions, uh, you know, forty one win, one, one win away from a Stanley yeah. Cup, ninety million dollars. Uh, no, no, they net, were net worth per guy. They, it's just over the top. They stayed. They stayed on a good team. They stayed on a crap team when Vancouver became the worst team. I'm with you, man. I got a lot of respect for those guys. They hung in to the end and they got it done. So you know what? More power to the Sedins. The thing Great is, with the Sedins, as I stated many times, Canadians, and you know, when I say Canadians, I'm talking about Canadian hockey fans and hockey fans in general. Um, they're xenophobic. Like if the Sedin, if the Sedin brothers were from Sudbury, not Sweden. Yeah, yeah. if they were from Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, instead of uh, Stockholm, Sweden, they'd have a. The, yeah. uh, there'd be parts of the highway named after them. 
It's a good point. You know what I mean? It's like what I say. It's like the stalls, the you know, the yeah. stalls, the shutters. You go down the list. I see the same thing about golf with the Deki Matsuyama. Yeah. If his name was Mike Smith and he was white, not from Japan, well, we you'd, you'd, think, you'd think he'd be 49 to 1 instead of, uh, you know, he should be Only 25 or 30. Only if bitch could putt, man. I know. He'd, have, he'd probably have <laughs> five majors. one of these things. Actually, I kind of like him. I, I, he's one of those guys that, you know, you, you never know. But the, the problem is he's going to, yeah, you said it. He's the not green, winning Masters. The greens will be his demise. All right. So we told you guys the list. Yeah, for you. And I'm going to tell you, the winner will be one of these guys. Right. See, yeah. Camp Camp's yeah. getting his paper out. He's got to get a yeah. pen there. Let's go. Paul Casey. I like him a lot, especially top five. Sergio Garcia. I don't think this year, but uh, probably maybe a t top 15, 20. Sergio Garcia. <laughs> Again? No. What? Jordan Spieth. <laughs> Yeah, he's scary. He's thir thirteen to one's actually value for him. Dustin Johnson? No, nope, I don't believe though. But guys, all right. You got Paul Casey, Sergio Garcia, Jordan Speed, DJ, and Justin Thomas. Tommy Fleetwood. Ooh, I like Fleetwood, too. Adam Scott. Those, that's the guys? All right. So, now listen. We, we can eliminate some of them because I don't love all these guys either. Okay. But the reason I bring this up is because each of the last six Masters champions entered Masters Week in the top seven on the PGA Tour in strokes gained from tee to green. Mm -hmm. So, the last six... Winners of the Masters came in ranked top seven. These are your top seven golfers right now. Strokes gained from tee to green. Paul Casey, Sergio Garcia, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Tommy Fleetwood, Adam Scott. Now, I'm with you. I don't believe that Sergio Garcia is going to go back to back, but I think he's going to play well, sort of T10 for Garcia. Now, I'm not the golf expert, but I'm just analyzing this from more of a trend standpoint. Dustin Johnson, I don't believe in. I, I, I think the guy, he's a great player, but he's not winning. He's overhyped. I agree with you. I don't think uh, Augusta is going to be his uh, tournament. No. I'm Tommy Fleetwood, I'm Fleet, not buying. Fleetwood, I am buying. Uh, I, 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 the problem is you can't bet on every guy. I think he's flying under the radar because he hasn't played well in his last events, but he is the type of game and ball flight and everything. I, know. I think he could do well there. I think he does well, but he doesn't win. I think I've got it down to Paul Casey, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Adam Scott. That's the Morenci Final Four. Do you know what Adam That's got? the Fantastic Four. Do you know what Adam Scott's odds are right now? Take a guess. What do you think? Adam Scott. Yeah, what do you think Adam Scott is right now on, uh, on books? I would guess that Adam Scott is uh, 18 to 1. Uh, I'll try 60. That's what I'm talking about. Really? There's guys that I've circled, and I'm only putting $5 bets on just because it angers me what the See, book. See, off the top like, of my Louis head, Uspies I only know, I only know the top Uspies, guys. Like, like Louis, Rory's 10-1, yeah. Spieth 10-1, yep. yep. Thomas is 11-1.
Uh, speed, yeah, yeah. Speed can be ten to thirteen Tiger, to one. Tiger going up. He's now fourteen to one. We'll get to Tiger after. That's nuts. No, you got Adam got, Scott is wow sixty to one. Yeah, on my book and too. And, and like I, I that's a I, good value pick there, right there. For sure it is. Him, Ustazen, like guys like that. Like how the hell is Louis Ustazen? He's top ten machine in this tournament. Or Schwartzel. Every year these guys finish good, well, and you're telling me these guys are hundred to one, hundred and ten to one. Like you got to put a little bit on them because it's Augusta. The guys tend to play the same way. I don't know if I can fully trust Heath. Uh, he's so scary, man. And you know if he didn't dunk those balls in the water, he's winning again. Like He loves Augusta. He can just get out there and plow the competition. Yeah, I, I, you know, listen. It's it, so scary. I last, have two other guys that aren't on your list. The last six, the last six, uh, this last six winners have come from this group. And one of those guys is Danny, Danny Willard, who can't even get it around in under 80 now. Follow the trends. Let the trends guide you like a caddy, like Stan on Seinfeld. Stan the caddy. Make her try on the bra. Dave Malinsky joins us next. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Hey, I'm Nando DeFino. Join me daily at 11. No, no, it's not a promo. Under my thumb. Under my thumb. Psychedelic Sunday here at the network. The Twisted Tuesday. Yes. Right, we apologize. I know we were a little choppy out of the gate. Not us. We, we, were, we were perfect. We were awesome, but... The fiber optics. Yeah. <laughs> Can't control the fire op- the fiber optics uh, sometimes. Dave Malitsky, though, this is a pleasure. I believe like it's like two weeks in a row, uh, Dave, like we were like ten minutes late with uh, Dave. Dave must be shocked. He's like, Oh god, they actually called right at four twenty two. Uh, this week. Dave Malinsky, Vegas point blank. You can read his column on a daily basis on the front page of sportsbookreview.com. Steps up and in and joins us. Dave, it's always a pleasure. How you doing? You know, Gabe, here's the problem, though. When the musical intro is good, I almost don't want to come on and just let the song play. <laughs> you know, if people want to listen to me or the Stones. I know. So that's, I yeah, that bit, song was I, nice. I, I enjoyed the Stones, too. Yeah. It was nice. It was really out of left field, that I, one. I know. Yeah, yeah. You're, more, you're a metal guy, but you give good respect to some good well, classic rock. a great one. Give, oh, me, give me Shelter, one of the best rock songs oh, definitely, ever. definitely, definitely. I know we have a tough act to follow, dude, right? <laughs> Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago when Chevy, of all companies, uh, brought the Who, it was playing Who music during one of their commercials. And it, it's almost like you got so riveted into the commercial, you, you didn't even know it was for a Chevy truck. <laughs> but it was Eminence Front, 
And, and it's just that classical, classical opening to that song. When it starts yeah, to play, yeah. you enjoy it. And you hate the fact that it gets cut off in a 30-second commercial. So for people who are listening to me, instead of under my thumb, I, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. You know, that, uh, that Eminence Front song is uh, very popular in the mixed martial arts uh, world, Dave. Uh, people love it. Fighters use it. Uh, they use Bubba Riley too, uh, the UFC, to open up their Good shows. Intro. Yeah, with a video montage. Yeah, I guess Dana White's a big Who fan. So, yeah, the, it, it is just a classic, classic uh, riff. So, uh, last night was anything but a classic game. Uh, me and Dave uh, were on together last night watching the game. Uh, second half, Michigan just fell apart, hit the wall. Uh, Dave and uh, Villanova just ran them out of the gym. Yeah, interesting comment, though, by John Bayline. He said, you know, we didn't play well, but even if we had played well, we probably wouldn't have beaten that team anyway. It was it was his way of tipping his cap um, to a Villanova team that played awfully good basketball. And that's what was a little bit different last night. We're accustomed to seeing very talented teams, but not necessarily teams playing great basketball. Villanova was a team that played the sport really, really well this year. It's just something we don't get a chance to see that much. And even though they don't have seniors on that team, though, they had guys who've been playing together. Booth. That's the thing, Dave, right? It's a rarity, as you stated, in a one-and-done era. It's rare that you have players that are so good, like Villanova have, that don't bolt for the NBA right away. Yeah, and I mean, in theory, everyone could come back next year. Yeah. Even though Brunson will graduate, he will have eligibility left. But I think he and Bridges are gone now, and you, and you really can't blame them. If you've won two championships, does it really mean anything to come back for a third instead of just moving on to the NBA now? So I believe those two are gone. But when you look at what could be back, if everyone else returns, you're looking at another top ten team that's going to play good solid fundamental basketball last night was DiVincenzo's breakout game let's just see how much he evolves in a lead role next season well you're talking about Bridges and Brunson as long as we're using uh, we were talking uh, 70s uh, classic yep. rock music let me quote uh, Steve Miller oh take the money and run, run. <laughs> <laughs> Brunson and Bridges take the money and run yeah as you stated no need to go back and prove anything to win a third championship for free uh, time to move forward as you mentioned, uh, Dietrich Venzo, um, his coming out party last night, he's always been a good player. but He took control, man. Absolutely exploded, took the basketball game uh, over last night. And, like, really, Dave Brunson actually struggled last night. And, guys, I was – listen, I, I'm a Michigan fan. It was a hell of a run. We had a lot of fun in the tournament. We made money. It was great. It was just – it was a fun ride. But I was disappointed a little bit by the effort, and I was more disappointed <laughs> by the fact, Dave, that the game – the game nearly got there, man, uh, as far as the over was concerned. You know, we ended up getting all the way up to 141. And for the love of God, all those missed Michigan free throws, missed layups, uh, even in the last three and a half minutes, Michigan missed like four or five three-point shots. If one of them goes in, the game goes over because it would have led to just one more foul. It was close, so close, but not close enough, Dave. <laughs> It shows you, though, how much impact, um, you know, sports betting has on ratings. Because one of the things that got out there earlier today is, you know, the lowest rated NCAA championship game um, in memory. 
But think about how much lower it would have been if the total wasn't still in doubt. <laughs> there might have been, you know, you might have had one or two million people hanging on who had action on the total. But I'm, yeah, it's disappointing for those ratings to have been the way they were because we love Jay Wright. We love John Beeline. We love the way the coach. Yeah, the sex appeal isn't there. You know, I mean, that high level drama isn't there. People want Kentucky. They want Duke, right? Yep. It's sort of like they hate them, but they love to hate them. Well, that's it. You want yeah. to be able to hate somebody. And last night, these were two good guys in a wrestling match. Well, nobody wants to see two good guys. There needs to be a heel. Two faces. Yeah, two faces. Man, Where's the heels? Dave's dropping rock I references. Know. Now face and heel. He's on fire. It's WrestleMania week, too. Dave, you have any picks for us? And we do know where to draw the line on some things. <laughs> the Undertaker's coming back, apparently, so things can get really interesting. What do you think about Jay Wright, uh, Dave? Do you think he sticks around there? Like, he's he's proven everything he can at Villanova. You talked about the team coming back, a top-10 team with the studs that they still have, but this guy looks like, you know what I mean? Some Coach Stevens did it. Do you think he's going to move on? Because uh, I think there's a few teams in the NBA that need a coach like him. I think Wright is very, very happy where he is. And one of the things that... Makes Villanova what they are. He has a particular type of player he's trying to recruit. He's not going after a one-and-done. He's going after kids who are going to do well in the classroom, but also kids that will work hard and play intelligently. Would you trade that for the NBA for any price? Because when you're at a certain stage in your life, when you're making more money than you can spend, but you're just happy where you are, and I think Wright is so happy. He's the new king of college basketball. Yeah. He's yeah, the king. I, like he, yeah. He's going to settle in as like the Nick Saban. I almost compare Villanova yeah. to Alabama's football program right now. You know, he can make more money. He can, king, if he doesn't win a championship next year, there's no pressure. So you go to the NBA, what do you do? You go to the Knicks. The only way, you know, I, I don't see it happening. The, yeah. the only thing is, if somebody got stupid and, and just opened up this, the wallet, open here's, check. here's $15 million yeah. a year, here's 20 or something like ridiculous, but I actually don't see that happening because we don't even know if he's a good fit for the NBA. It's not like there's been a big track record of college coaches that have gone to the NBA and been good. It's a completely different world. Yeah, Brad Stevens has been good, but he's still a pretty young guy that, yep. could, that could, you know, adjust to the NBA. What do you think about that, Dave? Yeah, and if you th look at the teams at the top, um, look at the Warriors, look at the Rockets, look at where the Celtics have a chance to be next year, I, there's not much available in terms of coming in and winning a championship. So if you're going to go and take over the Knicks, you're talking about four, five years of, of rebuilding. You get the Knicks into the playoffs, though, man. Uh, you're, you're a hero. They're going to put a statue up <laughs> exactly. in, in Times Square for you. Yeah, I, I, I think at this age, I think Wright is just so happy where he is because he's been able to get things done his way, and now his recruiting just got so much easier uh, because you're looking at you know, Brunson maybe a late first round, but Bridges is teetering right towards the edge of the lottery. If Bridges is a lottery pick and Brunson goes in the first round, now it's, hey, guess what? You don't have to go to Duke or Kentucky, but come here, stay a couple of years, enjoy yourself here, enjoy the environment, and you'll still be able to make all the money you want later on. Yeah, he's yeah. Mini, mini dynasty going on here right <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. Mini dynasty. All right, uh, speaking of mini dynasties, uh, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, tonight take on the yep. Toronto Raptors. Raptors are now minus one offshore. 
Raptors one-point favorites. Total is 222. The Raptors have been stumbling for the last uh, two weeks. They've lost four of their last seven basketball games. Uh, meanwhile, the Cleveland Cavaliers are on a run right now. They're 8-1 and one straight up in their last nine games. It's a big game. The Raptors are just two games up on the Boston Celtics for the one seed, and they're not hiding it. You know, uh, Dave, the, the Raptors actually put their cards on the table, in which I see DeMar DeRozan says, we want the one seed. This game is important uh, to us. You know, we need to win. Raptors, uh, you know, they're not hiding it. I, I'm, as a Raptor fan, I'm a little concerned about the psyche if they lose again to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But Raptors are uh, coming to play tonight. We'll find out what that means. Uh, not just tonight, but tomorrow night. You know, with the Celtics also on deck. Because a part of this Toronto slump were those head-to-head games against Cleveland, against Boston, where you had the lead in the fourth quarter, couldn't finish the game off. Well, what, what's been the problem in the playoffs the last couple of years? The ability to be there but not finish. If they lose again tonight, it's almost like everything they did for the first 70 games of the season doesn't matter that much anymore because now the psyche is bruised. Now the confidence begins to drain. And Dave, I just real- watched my Michigan Wolverines lose last night. <laughs> You're killing them, Dave. hours later, uh, tonight, it's going to be like, oh, the Raptors. <laughs> Another big game, but yeah, we got they, they got to win this game. They've been horrible defensively. You saw in Dave's column, like, in the last eight, worse than New York, Phoenix, Memphis. Like, come on, man. Like, they got to get it together. Yeah, and here's the concern. is This is what you didn't think you were going to have to worry about because that bench was so deep. They were playing so well. There wasn't much thought of wearing down. They've worn down. And the thing we broke down in particular in point blank today is the defense with the reserves on the court during this slide has fallen way off the table. So we tend to not – we think about, okay, when you give the starters a break, that keeps the starters fresh. Have some of these bench guys just played so many minutes and played so hard in them – might the bench be tired? And I'm not sure I can ever recall saying that about an NBA team. But these guys play so hard when they're out there, maybe that's taken a toll. So, Dave, how are you approaching this from a betting perspective? Is this a is this like you're the professor? So is this like a study session? <laughs> uh, you charting for the playoffs, how to move forward? Uh, team totals, you mentioned, you know, the Raptors defense camp just brought it up. Uh, what do you make of the total of this basketball game? Is this a game you're betting on or is it a pass? See, I'm tempted to bet because now, right now, George Hill is not going to play for Cleveland. Kevin Love has become a question mark over the course of the day. And I think when you see Toronto going to minus one, I think those are people who are believing Kevin Love isn't going to play. Well, if Love and Hill aren't there, that's just not much of a Cleveland rotation. Even you more know, for Toronto to be able to take down. So exactly, I'm going to at least bet the Raptors team total. Over, I will bet that they can score against a Cleveland team that doesn't have uh, anyone in the paint that's going to prevent them from getting to the rim. Let me bet Toronto to score. That's going to be a, you know one ten and a half. Uh, it's probably going to be the going rate on that. Don't want to trust that Toronto defense because they faded real badly at crunch time against the Cavaliers here on this court not too long ago. But I will certainly bet Toronto to score. Uh, ben Simmons is killing it right now without uh, Joel Embiid. And uh, Dave writes about this. Everyone talks about you know all the other big superstars yep. in the league. And Embiid gets a lot of attention in Philadelphia because he tweets uh, a lot. Uh, but Ben Simmons really is developing into a true superstar, you know, future superstar, 
phenom and one of the best players, uh, potentially be one of the best players in the NBA, Dave. And I'm intrigued by your thoughts on tonight's games as well. You write about Denver. Uh, Denver, uh, you know, Malone was upset. You know, he didn't like the... uh, he didn't like the direction and the effort defensively. And he goes, I just don't understand the lack of urgency with these guys sometimes. You know, not understanding the position that we're in. But now they've dug down deep and they, they rattled off a couple of big wins. Guys it's, playing a lot of minutes, though, Gabe. Yeah. They're and grinding. Gary Harris has been out and they're trying to step it up. But you got to wonder, and you write about this, Dave, is Denver out of gas? And then conversely, to me, I guess you could say, Dave, the Clippers season's on the line tonight. This is it. You know, they're probably... They're probably going to be on the outside looking in, but this is it for the Clippers. They, they're already two games back. They lose tonight. It's over. I, I almost want to bet on them because I know San Antonio's a little hotter right now, but the Clippers, like I said, this is it's almost like a game seven for them tonight, Dave. They absolutely positively have to win this game. And the fact is, man, the Spurs are not a very good road team. No, Spurs only 2-9 and nine on the road. Um, you know, since the Rodia trip began. But here's part of the problem for the Clippers. And let's give Doc Rivers some credit for this season. 18 different guys have started for the Clippers this year, which has got to be an NBA record. There are only two players that have started at least half of their games. So part of where things get away from them in the late stages of these games, the five guys out there at the end of the game just haven't been out there that much together before. That chemistry that you have to have to close a game isn't there. And that's the concern against the Spurs. The Spurs aren't good, but they're still smart. The chemistry is still there. And i tell you who to watch also for the Spurs. Rudy Gay had a real big game. So they looked about as fresh and healthy as he's been all season. If he has a spring back in his legs, there's that number two scorer. To go with LaMarcus Aldridge, they've been missing. So, no, I don't want the Clippers here. I think the Clippers will come out and play hard early. I think there were, and especially a guy like Lou Williams, who's had to carry such a big load this year. That's not what he's accustomed to. So I wouldn't be surprised if they played well early and then just faded down the stretch this evening. Dave, we got some beauties tonight, and then we got Sacramento and Phoenix the toilet bowl game. It's hard to see the Sacramento Kings as a favorite on the road. Open up at one down at two and a half. People like them in the old dumpster special tonight. Any opinion on the worst game of the night? Oh, it was so funny talking to some odds makers this morning um, because they said, you know, why, why do we even put this up? No one's going to want to bet it. And what the consensus was, they said, you know what? Let's open it at Pickham and nothing will happen. Well, guess what? They opened it at Pickham and it's jumped to two and a half. So there is one-sided money to Sacramento. I haven't given it a moment's thought at all because I'm not going to let that seep into my consciousness. There's just such a darkness involved in this that I believe if I don't look at that game at all, I will be a better person. You can never yeah. underestimate the degenerate as yeah. gamblers, though, Dave, yeah. right? It's like, what was so it, Bart like Bar- Bar- Bailey yeah. saying, no, no, don't worry, you can't underestimate the public's uh, intelligence. <laughs> um, don't worry don't worry about that. Um, the people, yeah, so it's funny, can same thing. And I'm going to get badgered later tonight. Marenzi, who do we take? What's your thoughts yes. on this game? Right? I just get mad. Why? 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 <laughs> we play? Why? Why? Uh, Dave, though, the music's playing. we got to get out of here. But you think the uh, Pacers could be worth a look tonight? I, I do. A, a team that, in a real sneaky way, has developed some chemistry. That number three seed is available to them. If they keep playing hard, 
I think take a plus the points. They'll be in the hunt to the final possession at Denver. Read Dave's great column on the front page of sportsbookreview.com. It's up there right now. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Good call. Yeah, there we go, baby. Fog hat. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Welcome back to Game of Kev's Psychedelic Tuesday afternoon. I feel like I'm listening to the Q107 with Andy Frost here, man. Andy Frost would love this show. Oh, yeah. He, he was on fire on what Sunday. Is, what is a fog hat? I don't know what a fog hat is. It's just fog hat. You can't have, like, a hat made of fog. Like, what, like Yeah, good point. Like, what's fog hat? Like, is it is it a name of somebody? Like, I don't know. There's no such thing as a fog hat. I don't know. It's probably like when you're on acid or something. You oh, see, yeah. You see a hat, but it was really made of fog. Yeah, it's, like, made of vapor. Like, what, yeah. is, what, is, what is a fog hat? There's no such thing as a fog hat. It's, it's impossible. There's no hat called fog hat. And there's no, I don't know what to tell you. You really want to get some publicity? <laughs> Replace the O with an A. Call your band that. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You'll get a lot of attention. <laughs> Bag hat. <laughs> Bag hat. <laughs> yeah. You want attention? Yeah. <laughs> the hell what? There's a new band. Like I was talking about outrage, right? Yeah. It'd be easy actually. Like uh, if you want attention, it's not. It's not hard to hard to do it. <laughs> There's certain buzzwords, uh, as that, I stated. That would be a buzzword. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a buzzword. <laughs> buzz, would, uh, they get people, uh, get people going. Thanks to Dave Malinsky. Great stuff with the professor, as always. And, yeah, Denver, man. They're running on fumes. Yeah, they are. They've been playing without Gary Harris. My man, Will Baby Bump Martin, has been playing good. Uh, Jamal Murray's been trying to do what he can uh, right now. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think they could be uh, running out of gas right now. And we all know this. You know, we've talked about this time and time and time again, Camp. Teams, successful road trips. They just won two times on the road. They go back home, they'll lose. It, it's just the way it always happens. Yeah, it happens more often than not. In every That's league, like, baseball, yeah. hockey, Problem. basketball, whatever league, whatever league you travel, prolonged trips, except football. Well, think about the road. You go on the road, you're with your guys, you hang out with them, you know you're playing games, you probably go grab, grab a drink after the game, do something, you hang out, go to the room, play vids. You go home, what do you deal with? Bills. Grief, people, things that you haven't done. It's a lot of stress. So you, you you return from trips before, man. It's tough. You got to deal with a lot of problems, man. Well, what it is, it these sucks. players, they're it's actually more focused on the road. For sure. Yeah, that's another thing. They might go out and party a bit, but they're focused no, they, on the games. Exactly. Take care yeah. of business. When you're at home, I mean, they're... There's home issues, right? Lou Williams got two girlfriends. Yeah, that's tough. Not one, but no. two. Juggling. Yep. <laughs> He's juggling. Every day I'm juggling. Juggling, juggling. Yeah, he's juggling. <laughs> juggling. Just like Krusty the Clown. 
Uh, you know, there's a great uh, somebody. I didn't see The Simpsons uh, on Sunday, but uh, <laughs> the episode last night was great. Is where they went to the the water park and Homer got stuck in. Just throw, remember, <laughs> just throw some kids down. It'll dislodge them. Crusty, yeah. and then Krusty at the end. <laughs> He's just going wild on Homer. Yeah, great episodes, man. They have actually Simpsons marathons now a lot. So, I've been really happy. There's a new one. There's there's a new episode on Sunday night. Uh, what was I doing on Sunday? You were in Montreal, or on oh the yeah, bus. I was recovering yeah. Uh, yeah. from Saturday Re- night's debauchery. Recovering, yeah, after the Michigan game Saturday. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, I didn't see. I got to be honest. I don't watch the new Simpsons. I love the Simpsons, but no, I don't the, watch new the new ones suck. The new ones suck. I try once in a while, and I'm like, eh, it's all because right. of Lisa. No, it is. I hate to say it, but I think the Simpsons would be good if Marge and Lisa went on a, like a bus trip, and I hate, <laughs> I hate to say it, like went off a cliff, and then <laughs> and then you can have guys like Mo Sislak and Barney move in, and then we got a cartoon again. I, I, it's cold hearted. I'm sorry, but they are the reason the show can't be taken up a notch. We can't just have them like move out. You got you got to run them off a cliff. Oh, I don't know how they work out the domestic uh, with the children. Yeah, so what, Homer, the, Homer, you want to kill off Marge and Lisa? Uh, killing, yeah, you're right. Killing them off is a little bit harsh, but they have to disappear. <laughs> you can't take it back. No, I can't. You're it. like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to be mean, but it'd be better if they just like went and drove off a cliff or something. Yeah, I just want to see more characters. No, I've said it the same before. Listen, as much as I love the Simpsons, nobody likes a Lisa episode. Just never a classic. It's like, what is Lisa bitching about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah we get I it. got it. Yeah, you're not, you, you know crosswords. I know. You know what is the problem with the Simpsons in the old days, though? Remember, like, there used to be a moral, a lesson at yeah, the well, end. Yeah, well, there was a story. Yeah. It was actually sort of yeah. one story with a couple of little bylines, right? But it was generally a story. Homer gets fat for to get the employment uh, benefits. Great move. Uh, you know, the, you know there was... <laughs> You know the Homer, you know, and uh, and the the the, uh, the pin pals. Oh yeah, the that, bowling episode. Yeah, love that episode. You know, like there was a you know each one was like a bowling episode. You know, like it, it had a theme. It was sort of a storyline, like a sitcom. Yep. Now the Simpsons, because all these punks uh, kids nowadays, everyone has attention deficit disorder. So the Simpsons now is like Family Guy. It's a bunch of one-liners. Yeah. Like, you watch The Simpsons, there really isn't, like, a plot to it. There's a loose plot, but it's essentially a bunch of one-liners. Very family guy-ish. And, I don't know, it's lost its soul, in a sense, in my opinion. But anyways, uh, there's a new episode... And I guess Krusty the Clown uh, is uh, doing Broadway. He's uh, he's, uh, he's made it big again. Nice. And uh, it's a great clip. He's like, uh, yeah, now that I'm uh, big again, I can't work Tuesdays. I can't work Thursdays. I can't work Saturdays. And I can't work uh, any uh, whenever the Toronto Raptors are playing a home game. (laughs) Yeah. And he goes, he says, I'm the Spike Lee of the Raptors. Yeah, it's great. Now that I'm big again, I can't work Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, or any Toronto Raptors home games. He goes, I'm the the Spike Lee of the Raptors. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, a little love. So Krusty's on the Toronto Raptor bandwagon. Beautiful. That's probably why we're four and seven. And uh, we're, we've lost four in the last that, seven games. Great point. We're three and four in the last <laughs> he, seven he's games. He's kind of a mush. Cam wants to kill off. Uh, I've uh, said it before. Uh, yeah, come on. I actually, I've said it. I've said it before as well. The Simpsons would be better if basically there was more Mo, more Krusty, less Marge, less uh, Lisa. Yeah, exactly. They should like you can almost just have a knockoff. I gotta be honest with I you. I don't know why they don't. Any second it would actually character. work. I'll take any. Mo's. I'll take anybody. Yeah, Mo's. Mo's. you could have the show Moe's, and basically Homer could pop in every once in a while. 
But you sort of have the other hijinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Krusty getting wasted with Barney. And, exactly. You know, that'd be good stuff. You know, you could come up with yeah. all kinds of super, schemes. Yeah, Super Nintendo Chalmers and Skinner. You about got some Krusty, hijinks there. Krusty and Moe buy a horse together. Fantastic. Great it's idea. Great, great. And the horse's <laughs> name is Conflict Diamond, too. And he's got a bleeding lung. Crust Moe. Crust. <laughs> Crust. Let's go, Crust Moe. Crust Moe. That really was actually one of the funnier episodes. Was yeah. Oh, yeah. Futurama. Uh, Futurama. Futurama was a good show, actually. It, it was ahead of its time. Yeah, Futurama. Uh, you know, people don't realize, too, in the episode, so they, they visited the Simpsons, right? So they go back in time. They visit the Simpsons. And uh, basically, they need to kill. They're in the future, and they realize they need to kill Homer off. So they sent Bender back in time to kill Homer. Right? I love Bender. Except Bender likes Homer. Yeah, exactly. You can't kill him. They drink beer together and stuff, right? <laughs> he likes them together. <clears throat> so it's pretty funny, though. In that episode, I think uh, Lisa says, the part, you ever notice how Dad and Bender kind of look the exact same? And it's funny, like, because the same creators. And it really is. Like, Homer is basically like a... Homer's bed. like a lot of people. Yeah, it's the same. He's, cru he's crusty. Yeah, he's bender. No, exactly. It's the same. If you look at the... I'm, exactly. I'm no math expert, but I'll tell you, it's, yeah, it's the patterns yeah, no, yeah. that they do it. Oh, like, no, with, crusty so, is yeah. Homer's head. They yeah. just stick the hair on. For sure. So, <laughs> he's like, so he's the same as Bender. So, anyways... Bender gets stuck in time, all right? The rest of the, the Futurama people, like, left him in Springfield. So he's, like, all alone, and he's standing there on the street in Springfield. He's like, oh, my God. He's a robot. It's like, it matters. But he's like, oh, my God. He goes, I'm all alone, and I'm stuck back in time in Springfield. And then he's like, with the results of every horse race ever. And he asks someone, where's the track? So he goes to the track. And he's in line at the window to bet, and he's like, uh, he's like, all right, let me see, let me look back and let me look at uh, what you know what happens here. And he goes, oh look, there's a horse named Bender running. <laughs> and he goes, but uh, but it says that he died during the race. And then he goes, that can't be true. And he bets on Bender, <laughs> the horse Bender. And then during the race, the horse Bender's going slow. So the robot Bender kills him. He's like stupid horse. And he he X-ray lasers the horse to death. He is dead. Yeah. So he kills the horse. Like he bets on a horse that he kills, kills, even though he knew the result. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's something I would do too. Like he's such a loser that even though he's back in time, and he with sees, results in an he sees yeah. the horse Bender dies during the race. He goes, that can't be true. <laughs> That can't be true. That's like getting Biff Sporting Almanac. Manac, and yeah, and betting wrong. Going, There's no way the Cubs won. <laughs> nah, nah. They didn't. Like, and betting against it. Like, you don't believe in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. The Simpsons gives us so much joy, though. That episode was great, too, where Bart did the... Uh, the other one was on. Remember when he did the exchange student to France? And he's basically... The only reason, it doesn't matter, these guys were abusing him, but because they put antifreeze in the wine, then he remembered all of the French. And then Lisa, Homer hired that uh, guy from Bulgaria, Sparrow Tenes, Sparrow Tenes. He ended up being like a kid uh, with the nuclear power plant. Uh, <laughs> remember, he stole all the stuff from Homer. Great episodes. You said it, man. The Simpsons yeah, used, they used to, to have, they used to have yeah. like, they were, they were brilliant. They were actually exactly. really brilliant with stories and morals, and now it's a bunch of crap. Now, blame, the, blame the millennials. Now it's just a bunch of one-liners. Uh, one yeah, it sucks. Uh, I don't know if it's the millennials' fault. I don't know what it is.
Somebody Not changed it. The millennials. Yeah, it's a good excuse. <laughs> Their fault. Stop picking on millennials, man. Yeah, I'm a bad, bad guy today. Hey, wish, yeah, wishing yeah. Marge and Lisa death. And there uh, are listeners. <laughs> Want to welcome all the millennials? You guys have gotten it rough, man. Society dealt you a tough card. <laughs> yeah. Screw the millennials. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, it's like Jim Mora Jr. Last week, Jim Mora Jr. is talking about how if he was the Browns, he would take Sam Darnold over uh, Josh Rosen, ah, his own guy. Yeah, because uh, Sam, he goes, uh, he said uh, Darnold's more blue collar. Josh is a little more. Big city he goes. Josh, you know, be better in New York than this blue collar thing. And then yesterday, he's talking about how it's a challenge to coach uh, Rosen because he's a millennial. It's like, dude, I think Mora, you need to just shut up now. Like seriously, like <laughs> he's just trying to affect the draft. I don't know. That's yeah, a, what, I don't what's know he, if he's trying no, to do him a favor. You, you, yeah, and, well, I don't know what. I don't. He's doing. Yeah, no, like, that, that's the thing. What is he doing? Because I don't know if he's helping the kid. He's so when the I kid. say, so you know what the big knock on Rosen is that he's too he's too smart. That they don't like that he has opinions on things. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah, ask, you, if you ask Josh Allen, what do you think of President Trump? You'll say, well, I don't really don't want to get into politics. Exactly. I'm more, more worried about, you know, winning football games. Yep. You ask Josh Rosen, what do you think? Well, I think that his build-a-wall policy is a pile of crap. crap. Exactly. And he'll, just, but you ask him, what do you think of the NCAA? I think the NCAA rich people. Oh, I feel like the kid's got to take on things if you ask him something. And therefore, they just want him to shut up. Yeah, play football. Yeah, they're like, like the Dixie Kid. Shut Mora, up yeah, and sing. Mora's like basically, <laughs> yeah. he needs to focus more. And yeah, yeah well. I don't know, Maury. He's a pretty damn good quarterback. And you know, would like, you want your guy to be smart? To have an opinion? No, they don't like it. No, no. Mm. I wouldn't mind it. They don't like it. They just want just coaches don't just... want to be challenged intellectually, right? Yeah. Authority does. They they fear. I think they fear that he won't respect authority enough for one reason or another. Just because you're smart doesn't mean you don't respect authority. But, but you know, look at yeah. look at football. They're insane, Cap. You know, like uh, like Tim Tebow, they didn't like him because he loved God too he much. He loved God too much. Yeah. How do you love God too much? <laughs> like, That's pretty. You no, know, like he really bothered <laughs> teams. Know. Like they can pretend they're religious all they want and stuff, but no, 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 it bothered you guys. It was just you thought it was just so, somewhat of a distraction that he was a distraction. But what was his big beef? I mean, That's what that he's an Uber Christian? Yeah. Like, Tim Tebow really is a guy. Like, what can you say bad about Tim Tebow? Nothing. Besides the fact that he screwed you and me over and the game didn't go over. I don't even hate him for it. It wasn't his fault. No. It's just Sam Bradford in Oklahoma sucked. They didn't get it done. No. Tim Tebow was huge. He made that play at the line. The old... His old move, the old vertical jump to the tight end. You know what Tebow did do, though, that was unorthodox, though, and unlike him that game. (laughs) That's pretty much when we knew that I knew we were screwed. It was like midway through the first quarter, if you remember. Dude, they went all the way down the field. He threw an interception yep. in the end zone. He never threw I know. Picks. I know. It was like now it's six off the board. And I don't even remember. Bradford went all the way. And then he, he threw, threw an interception. Dude, like they were moving the ball early, Cam. Like and that's what, why and, I started to get so pissed and off. And I don't want I remember I, after one of the turnovers, that's <laughs> when I started yelling. You really. went nuts. Oh, I, was I don't like, remember. F you, Bradford. You, no, you go like this. Yes. Ah. You go, I didn't even care about the side of the game. We need the damn over, the damn over, the damn over, the damn over. The 
damn over. Then I saw you throw back a beer. You went glug, 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 glug. <laughs> and then the skater fans, like, shit. You go, what are you looking at? And then after that, it was just that became, yeah. I remember you got kicked out of the stadium. I was basically. Guys, we were at the championship oh, game. What a nightmare. Literally. It's in a rough part of town. I had $12,000 on the uh, 12000 on the over, 6000 on the like Gators. A, a nickel, dimes, five grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we, had, we had basically 20 grand on that game. Everything. Yeah. Like, it's stupid. So basically. Stupid. By the time, like, I turned on both teams because I had money on the over. I really didn't care who won the stupid game. So I was like, you effing suck, Bradford. And I would, re- I was losing it at the Oklahoma team and then Florida. And then people were confused. Hey, asshole, who are you even yeah. cheering for? Don't worry. And I was like, shut up, right? I was like, <laughs> I was mouthy when I was like, F you, all right? And then when one team would score, I'd be all like, yeah, I'd be high-fiving Gator fans. And when the Sooners, yeah. But, yeah, the Sooners let us down because. They sure did. I, I think the score was, what was it, 24-14 or something stupid like Remember that? Remember we saw Isaiah Thomas there, too? He was getting fired up. Like, that was a crazy night. What a night. Drinking, we got free drinks in the parking lot. People were really nice to us until we got in the game. Yeah, we really represented the International Bowl. I thought we were in, represented the International Bowl pretty well. The was, where are you guys at? We're the International Bowl. We're the International Bowl. <laughs> Literally. That's like who, that was our like our deal. Like we were guests of the, the International Bowl. Remember, remember and like we were with all the other you, bowl. Yeah, we were all the, the other bowl guys. It's funny too. Like. <laughs> It's me and Cam. Like, we were this guy comes up to us. Hey, hey, boys, how you guys doing? Where are you? You know, who are you with? We're like international ball. This guy, oh, I'm Fiesta Bowl. Like, yes, like, we were like the chumps. Like the yeah, yeah we like, were drinking at the like, bar. Everybody yeah. was like in a good bowl, but us. They took pity on us. They actually bought us a couple drinks. Going, sorry guys. Well, we got along with like the other low tier bowl guys, like the yeah. Liberty Bowl guys yeah, and stuff. It's like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, we're international ball. <laughs> we got. What's your matchup? I remember the guy. He's like, what do you guys get? Yeah. I'm like, fifth place Big East versus third place <laughs> Mac. <laughs> Exactly. Actually, well, we did see Ray Rice live run for four touchdowns and 300 yards. Actually, Mac winner in those days. You're right, Northern Illinois. Interesting. That Rutgers game, man, we saw history that day. Great game. Yeah, we saw Ray Rice. Ray Rice, four touchdowns, 300 yards. Saw the good back on UConn too. Oh yeah, he was on fire. He went versus UBuff. Yep. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. I'm Gabriel Moretzi. Sit alongside the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We'll track down big man on campus, Jeff Nadu. Boys in the master control. Get in touch uh, with Jeff. What's he going to do without college? Still in San Antonio, Texas uh, right now. Just more on I the NBA. Him, like, our condolences. Remember <laughs> yesterday, uh, poor Mike Blewett. <laughs> Mike Blewett's not going to be getting a postcard from the mayor of San Antonio. No. <laughs> like, hey, Mike, you enjoying San Antonio? Ah, been there. <laughs> he wants to get back to New York. It was like, awesome. He, Mike Blewett's like, 
Because I don't know, guys. I don't know. I feel like I've been here like a month. <laughs> i got to be honest with you, though. When I did my journey to the Cup, I spent two months in a row. Like, I literally came home. i never forget. 68 days, Gabe, in a hotel, one day at home. And then I was supposed to get a day off, but the Leafs were playing the Bruins in Game 7. <laughs> Yo, went to work. That. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. When you're living in a hotel in a city for a while, yeah, it's kind of like, what the hell's going on, man? He was beat down. Big man on campus Yo. steps up and in. Big man on campus, uh, though, uh, uh, doesn't drink and stuff. So oh, that's good. That'll, that'll makes, keep you going. It then. makes traveling and being on the road a lot better when you're yeah. not uh, puking and hungover. Yeah, don't lose things, you know. Yeah. I'm getting suspended uh, from Twitter <laughs> for uh, calling uh, Justin Timberlake the C-word from a hotel room. <laughs> i got to tell you, I seem like a lot of times I, whenever I go on Twitter ramp, a lot of times it seems to be on the road. It sure does. Random, yeah. like, road rage boredom at 4 a.m. Ah, ah, I'm upset. Let's bring in big man on campus. Right now, from San Antonio, Texas. What's going on, big man? What's up, fellas? Good to hear from you. How you guys doing? So, how's the uh, how's the Lone Star State uh, State uh, treating you? First time for a kid from Philly uh, being yeah. in Texas. What's your impression of Texas, man? Not well, as redneck nice. as you thought, right? Like people aren't. No, as... no, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It's uh, it's it's a lot uh, more cultural. I mean, it's cool. It's a nice place. Nice weather. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's 80 degrees. It's, it's real nice. The river walk is beautiful. Uh, it's but a I'm ready laid to back town. For sure. It's a laid back. You said yeah. it, though. There's a misconception out there. Like, Austin, Texas has a huge music scene oh, and yeah, art yeah. scene and whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's just the other part. Oh, Houston. Like, yeah. Houston's beautiful. Houston's one of the most multicultural exactly. cities in the world. It's like the dude on the Big Bang uh, Theory uh, says. Sheldon? Yeah, the nerdy dude. Yeah. He's from, uh, he <laughs> does, like, a promo for Houston. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I've seen more horses in my life in New York City than I've seen in Houston. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, like I went to Houston in 2002. I didn't really know what to expect. I thought, hey, y'all, and yeah. like Ted Cowboys and Rednecks. Come and, out for a state. Cops with shotguns yeah. in my face. And <laughs> no, man, it was just hot chicks and strip clubs and metal. And like, yeah, it was it was a great time. Texas actually it is a great place. But, yeah. I, it is interesting, though. I have seen, like, uh, all the cops have, like, cowboy hats on, and they <laughs> they they do look kind of turning. But it, it was a cool, like, during the weekend, all the different fans were here, and it was it was a nice place. I will say the Alamo Dome is uh, a shithole, uh, terrible <laughs> place, uh, horrendous parking. But I'll tell you what, we went and saw the Spurs Rockets on Sunday, and oh, cool. the uh, AT&T nice. Center was beautiful, but very clean, just a great place, a ver- nice amenities inside the stadium. It was good atmosphere, but it's a nice town. I mean, it's it's. I wouldn't live here, but um, for a couple of days, it's a nice place to go. You know, not good food, um, cool sights. Nice, it's nice tough, place. Though, Jeff, good place to host though. When you're an East Coast guy, like, do yeah. you feel like yeah. you're almost sort of like just trying to be nice and polite? You know what I mean? It's like it's not uh, yeah, the same. I'm, like, cause you know, like you know, I'm sure you've been standing in line at some point thinking, "Hurry the f up, man!" <laughs> and like, if you were Philly, oh, no. you'd probably just I, tell the guy, "Get the f out of my way." All right. Like, I no, find myself on the road sometimes where I'm like, "All right, yeah. dude, you're not on the East Coast. You can't like tell everyone to f off or get <laughs> yeah. out of the way." You're, you're, we think it's normal, Jeff. You know what I mean? You're right, Marenzi. <laughs> you're well behaved in Vegas, despite well, us being different. wasted, right? Yeah, it's different, isn't it, Jeff? <laughs> like, do you have any stories like that? You're like, God, this is slow. Oh no, I I, I have a perfect story actually. Uh, when you leave the the ATT side, the one issue that these stadiums have here is they don't have parking anywhere. Like there's no there's no parking lots, so it's like you when you ordering an Uber is like getting uh, finding a needle in a, a haystack here. So when you go out of the ATT center after a game, there's literally 
60, 70 people in line waiting for a taxi, one by one. Hate that. And the Ubers are lined up for a mile, it seems like. It's just, it's a mess. And I'm used in Philadelphia where you walk, you walk home or you get on the subway. There's no subways or bus service or nothing like that. So you literally have to Uber everywhere. Everything is seemingly blocked off around the stadium. So you have to walk a mile to, to get anywhere. So, yeah, it's, uh, I definitely want to tell people, get the ass out of the way and move. <laughs> I, gotta, I said to the so, Uber drivers today, I said, you guys are late back here. I said, you know, I, I wanted to say the F word a couple times to people, but I can't. You know, you got to be a little bit more a little bit more cornery down here. They're, they're polite. No, they're polite in Texas. It's the same in the South. Southern hospitality. So, it's kind of, you know, last night wasn't a great game. You know, the first 10, 15 minutes were kind no. of exciting. Wasn't a great game. The Michigan-Liola game was an ugly game. And then Villanova, Villanova just destroyed Kansas. So, you know, you didn't really see great games. But you did see a great team in Villanova, ironically enough, a team that you hate and a team that you live in the same city You know, it's funny. You, you know, you it's funny. The same I, city I, as. I put my fraud hat on this weekend and did wear a Villanova shirt last night. But I didn't really I, – I was just – I kind of bet on it. And I needed points. So – and I was sitting with a lot of people from like our area, so I kind of. Can you do that? Is it Temple? Is it Temple guy? Like, yeah. When money's concerned, well, yes. I'm, yeah, I know. Money yeah. changes <laughs> allegiances. It does. <laughs> and you know, one thing I want to say too, and you brought it up, dude, and you get so mad about Temple and the recruiting and stuff, and you brought it up. I thought about you because you were talking about Penn State. So you know, Penn yep. State gets it done, and you know the kids that could have went to Temple and didn't, sure. and then even J- sure. Jalen Brunson. I never really even thought about it. Where the hell did Brunson's father play? Temple. He, yeah. he should have. Well, I don't know if you know this, but he, when he was getting recruited, he was Mr. Basketball in Illinois. And basically, they had a, a verbal that Brunson's dad was going to go coach on Dolphy's crew, and Brunson was going to commit to, to Temple, which it was all done. And then Brunson Sr. got involved with some sort of sexual assault thing, and Dolphy pulled, like, we, don't, we don't want anything to do with this. Jay Wright said, "Well, it uh, looks like it's already passed. We'll uh, we'll jump in here and grab the kid. We don't want you. We don't we don't want you though. Uh, we just want your kid. Now yeah. uh, the dad's in the NBA and Temple gets screwed again. But that's where we have issues with with Dumpy. He just you know he doesn't want to ever play ball. He's kind of John Beeline ish, but he's not because he can't coach like John Beeline. Uh, yeah, it's it's sickening to watch because all those kids. Mikael Bridges is from Malvern. Um, a lot of these kids are local, and I mean Temple used to be that school, but now it isn't." I don't like throwing. I don't want to throw any kids under the bus. I didn't think Beeline did a very good job, and I'm a big Beeline guy. And we made nice money off it. It was a hell of a run. Diehard Michigan fan guy, yeah. so I loved it. But number one, not getting Duncan Robinson involved at yep. all early. Our best three point shooter. Um, you know, nobody scored last night. That was another problem. Mo Wagner was good. Rockman was good early. Nobody else contributed. But I don't want to throw the kid under the bus or anything. But Xavier Simpson was a freaking disaster. He was. He was, you know, turnovers, bad shots, indecision. indecision. Couldn't have played worse. Yeah, you know, he didn't play well on Saturday. And I'm not saying bench the kid, Jeff, but at some point, man, you got to shake things up. If the same player is just having a problem and struggling, I just found that Beeline just sort of resigned to losing. And we talked with Dave Malinsky earlier, and he goes, well, even if we would have played better, I think, you know, this Villanova team was still pretty tough to beat. I would have liked to see more fight from Beeline. I think there was the fight from the kids. They tried, but I just don't think Beeline did a great job last night. 
Yeah, I, I haven't watched it on TV, obviously being that you kind of missed some of the things you might yeah. TV, but Simpson was pretty poor, and Simpson's also a very poor foul year. Michigan really, I mean, they left so many points, not only on the line, but just, I mean, how many missed layups, how many just, they just couldn't get any 50-50 balls. But Simpson is, uh, I would have went more towards Simmons, drawn Simmons, he's a better defender. He's playing a couple more bigger games. They didn't use him much at all this year, which I found interesting. He was very good at Ohio. They didn't use him much. But, yeah, I mean, that's the problem with youth. I mean, they're a young young, young team for the most part. Uh, they don't have a ton of, of offensive options. And Wagner, I thought now, – now, I saw ESPN kind of related to the Chris Webber timeout when he got a technical. Wagner, I didn't see the connection there. But it seemed like ever basically – Basically, when that happened, Wagner just got out of it mentally. I, I don't well, know. What do you guys I, think? What do you think, Cam? Because yep. Malinsky said, oh, I don't see it this way. You know, And, uh, big man, I was on, and the chat was lighting up, and I didn't want to be biased to Michigan fan, but I thought the refereeing was pathetically bad. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, too. Michigan, got hosed, Michigan got hosed early in that game. That's why Villanova got every snapped. touch cut. That's what, exactly. He said, I agree with you. He said, are you effing kidding me? Jeff, when you the referee were, you were, was bad. You were in a building. Did you get the sense that the refs were, were pitching Michigan all night? Yeah. I I didn't think in the second. I thought in the second half it was the other way around because Villanova had nine fouls by like the ten minute mark. I, I thought I thought on both sides it was pretty poor. But in the in the first half it did. And I, I don't know if you noticed on TV, but it was about eighty twenty Michigan fans there. I mean it was. I, know. I mean it was rowdy. I couldn't believe how loud it was and how many Michigan fans were there. Um, and I think you know how most fans are going to root for team. They're, they're going to embellish a lot of things and maybe look, you know, a lot worse than they were. But I, I thought the refereeing was poor on on both sides, really, uh, particularly in the it's second a half. Couple I mean, of years in a row. Team, no, yeah. it's the timing. No, it, it was the, it was the timing of the bad calls, though, because when Michigan was. was winning by six and they weren't getting they those didn't calls, want to pull that's away. the thing. Yeah. And Villanova got back in the game, and those were bad, bad calls. And no. hey, I'd, hey yeah. we might have not covered game, but I'm just saying the, the refereeing sucked. The truth of the matter is, if Michigan would have, if Dante DiVincenzo doesn't go off, Michigan probably has a, a possibility. Mean, they probably win the game. I mean, no one really played well for. I know. I know that, that, that's the crazy thing. <laughs> that kid saved their ass, man. He saved their freaking yeah. ass, man. Michigan shut bridges down. The defense yeah. in the first half, the three balls weren't falling. Every Brunson I mean, was frustrated. Is, didn't yeah. didn't play well at all. Yeah. yeah, he had his worst game of the season. I I didn't think uh, Villanova. I had the over, which really sucks because me too. I mean there were a lot of missed free throws and stuff. And yeah, I mean Brunson was in foul trouble all night. But yeah, I mean overall, it wasn't overly an impressive performance by Villanova. Even Chenzer just yeah, they seem to get those random performances, and even Chenzer gave it to him last night. So DiVincenzo finds himself, I don't know if it's a major controversy, it's more of a blog type uh, thing. We live in a gotcha society now, we're on a daily basis, people want to say, oh, this guy said this, this guy did that, and then there's the big outrage, and then we move on until the next, uh, oh my God, I can't believe this guy said this, or somebody said that. You know me, big man, I'm the most, like, uh, you know... Anytime anyone says I'm the most, I'm like, Trump says that. I'm the least racist yeah. in the world. Like, anytime <laughs> someone says that, trust me, I'm not racist, they're racist. So I hate putting right. it this way. But you know I'm pretty socially conscious. You'll put it that way, big man. But with yeah. this DiFincenzo stuff, he's not dropping this in a racist term. He's dropping it like a 13-year-old white kid who thinks he's black, who's a basketball player. You know, you see, you know, to me, 
you know, he's not like a mini racist kid or anything like that. It's stupid no. language for him to use. But Villanova stating, and I didn't know anything about it. I saw you on Twitter saying Villanova. And I know you don't like the program. She's like, these guys, they're lying. They covered up. <laughs> and it's true. Villanova's like, oh, his, his, his Twitter was hacked. It wasn't hacked. They were lying. And then they had to delete their, their tweet saying that. And I want to make more make, make this a major point. The more of my hate for Villanova is not the basketball team themselves. I, I think I think the world is Jay Rudd. I think I think even no, Chenzo, coach. I think yeah. quite I think quite possibly next year, even Chez is one of the best players in the country coming into that team. I think he's going to be a hell of a professional at the next level. And for me, it's just about their fans. Their fans are more of the irritating part to me. But I do think it was weak by them to say, "Oh, that was a hacked account." Dude, the kid said it six, seven years ago. Some weirdo in his basement found the tweets and uh, put them on blast. That's why, you know, the world we live in, you know, it, it happens. I mean, I, is David Chenzo, that's ridiculous. I mean, David Chenzo's not racist. Uh, he said some odd things, too, about certain sexual things he likes and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, some weirdo just digged it up. It's a shame because what a game the kid had, and, and that's what we're worried about. Uh, exactly. Do, do I think he should have tweeted out? Of, I, I think you should just let it. Let it go. I'm sure he ran and complained to someone and said, well, we'll tweet it out that it wasn't you. Yeah, you know what? Actually, the sexual stuff, I, I just realized, uh, he's a Dwayne Wade fan, big man. <laughs> yes, he enjoys... Uh, he enjoys like, uh, I don't know if it's an inside <laughs> joke, but uh, Gabriel Union chick basically stated that, yeah, yeah, Dwayne likes yeah. when I lick his ass. Oh, nice. Yeah, so and uh, I guess Dante, Chenzo, Dante, uh, yeah, Dante's tweeting, I like, he goes, oh, I got my asshole licked. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> And he also tweeted something along the lines of, like, my dad wants me to play soccer and, like, I'm a pussy if I don't or something like that, which I, I don't know. I guess the, the kid's father's, like, uh, old-school Italian and he wants him oh, to play yeah, soccer. Yeah. Well, he played when he was a kid. He doesn't want to play I basketball. Bet you, but, I bet yeah. you he's still not proud. Even, like, yeah. this morning, big man, like, you know, a typical Italian father. Eh, no, he's not like, oh, a, it's I, not, I not, a goal, not a goal for Italy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wanted to play football, not basketball. Yeah. Like you know, you don't play for uh, AC Milan. I don't care exactly. about Villanova. <laughs> yeah, Villanova. Uh, yeah, no, he's uh, what a great player. Though. I heard something really funny last night too. You know how everyone calls him like the big ragu? Have you heard that? That's his nickname. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, big ragu. Yeah, but his new nickname. I heard this last night. Al Dante. Al Dante. And they said yeah. it's Al Dante because. He's cooking Michigan. How about that? Yeah, al, al Dante. Dante. The you noodles know, are Al Dante. Yeah, good way. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> you give that one the wah, wah. Michigan or sushi. Yeah, they're dead, dead fish. They are dead fish. <laughs> dead salmon. But you got to agree, guys. Jay Wright's got to be the best. Oh, he's the, the best. Country. Oh, he's I mean. definitely. I, 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 we were just talking about it. I thought he should go to the NBA. And then Francie brought up NBA. a good point. And then Molinsky brought up a great point. He's make, he's made the money. He can't he's, spend he's it. Gonna be the he's a legend there. You said Nick, Sib, Nick Saban of basketball. Kashevsky can't be around forever and forever, man. Jay, Jay Wright still looks great. It's going to be like Nick I mean, he, It's going to be a Hall of Famer, baby. And he is. I mean, he is. I mean, he's, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, he has... He's the most important person at that university, and he's. Why do you want to go and deal with NBA attitudes when you can deal with these kids? You have a great program. You make a ton of money. Big exactly. man, safe travels back home. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your last night in San Antonio. 
enjoy some of that Tex-Mex for me. Thanks for the time, buddy. I just had some. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. There's big man on campus. Love that Tex-Mex. I love Tex-Mex, too. Tex-Mex. All right, we'll talk Masters. uh, Best bet. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. actually uh, breaking news. What's uh, the news? No joke either. Not sports. San Francisco General Hospital confirms they're receiving patients after reports of an active shooter at the YouTube headquarters. Brutal. YouTube headquarters. Crazy. It's crazy ass world we live in, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, earlier, there's yeah. like, you yeah. know, you got There's real shooters. stories. Exactly. You got yeah, I'm worried about a kid. What he said when he was 13 years old. Yeah, good point. That's what he yeah, exactly. Yeah, what are you going to really, do? You're worried about teaching uh, the uh, Honestly, how the, hell do you, how, do you, how the hell do you be a comedian in today's society, too? Like, you, you go on stage be. and crack jokes? You can't be a stand-up comedian. What are you going to do? What's your material? It's funny you say that. Jerry Seinfeld uh, says that uh, he refuses. He does not do shows at college campuses. No. He goes, because somebody will just get offended by something, and it's not worth it. And yeah, you're right. You can't you can't kid about anything in today's society. Nothing. You can't kid about Spenny Mac's uh, golf picks either. What's he got? All right, Spenny Mac put together one of uh, one of his crazy ass parlays here, Cam. <laughs> I love his parlays. Are you really risking three thousand seven hundred fifty nine dollars on uh, this parlay? Is that, is that what it says? Yeah, check check your Twitter out. You can read it for yourself. Oh here. my God, this guy's an animal. These guys an animal. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm like, am I reading this right, Spenny Mac? Yes, sir. Spenny Mac is risking $3,756 to win $45,000. Yep. On a make to make the cut parlay. Look, 14-play parlay, risk $3,758.88. Return $45,998.69. All these guys got to make make the cut? cut. Jordan Spieth to make the cut. Yes. Justin Rose to make the cut. Rory McIlroy. Yes, Yes, big time. Justin Thomas. Yes, he'll be there. Phil Mickelson. Lefty. Bubba Watson, big fan. Lefty's paradise. Paul Casey, I think Paul Casey's going to win the tournament. He might win top five. Sergio Garcia, he should be there. Ricky Fowler will play well at Augusta. 
Matt Kuchar always oh, an ATM machine. Henrik Stenson. Mm, that's the only one I worry about. <laughs> but I still Alex like Norin. Norin should be okay. Daniel Berger. Yep. Kevin Kisner. Wow. What a bet. Looks like a winner to me. Wow. 14 guys. 3,758.88 to win. Oh, my God. For almost 46,000 bucks. I like it. So just making cuts. Who is this guy? Just to make he, the cut. Hey, Spenny Mac is hardcore. You better step he, your game up, Sonny Vega. Yeah, Sonny Vega. Yeah, what's going on? $500 parlays. Chump change. <laughs> Who's the parlay king? <laughs> no, you're, you're the man, Sonny. You're the man. No, I love Sonny. But that, uh, I got to hand it to Spenny Mac, though. He's uh, you got, know what? Spenny dude, Mac's got, no, he's got crystal nuts. He doesn't the care. Spenny he Mac, puts though, he together. loves the Masters. He does. This is his thing. You know, he's, he's, he's fired up for the Masters. I am, too. I love the Masters. Wow. Love it. All right. So it's going to be a great weekend. He's putting, so 3000 that pays. So let's, let's narrow this down. So if you put $370 uh, down. It would pay four thousand five hundred for three hundred seventy dollars. I like the take back. Still a pretty nice parlay. Sure is. I believe. Uh, like I really believe so it has to a repeat, chance. To repeat it, epic parlay here. Spenny Mac is saying, "Get on it, boys! <laughs> Get on it, boys!" Yeah, I'm getting on it. <laughs> I'm getting on this like Oprah on a baked ham on Thanksgiving. Oh, I love baked ham. Uh, so, yeah, to repeat, Jordan Spieth to make the cut. Yes. Justin Rose. For sure. He might win. Rory McIlroy. That's my predicted winner. Justin Thomas. Right's going to be right there. Hot. Phil Mickelson. He's making the cut. Loves the Masters. Bubba Watson. Yes. Yes. The winner. Paul Casey. Yes. Always there. Sergio Garcia, defending champ, uh-huh. playing great golf on my sure list. Of top seven guys that can, uh, can win this thing. Ricky Fowler. Worries me always. No, not, but at Augusta, he should make the cut. I'm more worried about. I have one guy that I'm worried about. Matt Kuchar? No, nope, like I'm Kuchar, not worried about yeah, Kuchar. I know, no. Spenny Mac, the only guy I'm worried about. Henrik Stenson. Yep, him or Norin. Henrik Stenson. The two Swedes are the only guys I worry about in this whole thing. I'm telling you, Henrik Stenson historically, it's not been great at Augusta. Alex Norin, he's one of the best players in the world this year. If you're looking at form, those are the only two guys. I love the other guys. Spenny Mac, I love your parlay, but, uh, but you, got, you obviously got to have some risk to get on. That I'm, kind of I'm getting back. in on this parlay. I want to do it too. I don't have three thousand seven hundred dollars though. That's, that's kind of the problem. I thought you I were got, a big golf better. Yeah, I am Come a big golf. I, I got I got I got guys to win, and I got top ten. I'm not putting three thousand seven hundred dollars on a parlay. Want me to get your Shirley Temple here yeah, or something hey, too? A with, some, with some vodka, please. <laughs> <I'm not joking. laughs> So, three, I could do the double wrist. Like, yeah. when I looked, I'm like, oh, does the parlay pay $3,700? No, no. I'll put a dime, in, a dime out with the As masters whole, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, easily, you, no, but I'm not, not like listen. this. We talk about it, though. Spenny Mac, he hits he, these parlays every once in a while, it's and smart. it pays for a lot of the rest of them, right? It sure does, man. That's the way to do it. He attacks. He's got big kahunas. I like his style. Mm-hmm. All right. To make cut. Jordan Spieth, yes. Who did he have here? Yeah, just uh, yeah. Follow follow the list. He had Spieth, Rose, Rory, Rory. He didn't have Dustin Johnson. No, on the he list. did not. Hardly enough. Yeah, I know. No Dustin Johnson. Very interesting. And no Tiger Woods involved in the parlay. Yeah, yeah. Tiger Woods. So yeah, Stephen Ellis is checking in on Twitter. Says that you and I both owe uh, Tiger an apology. What kind of apology? And we're supposed to say we're wrong because we said that he would he wouldn't win and he's he's playing great. Hey, I'm glad he's playing well right now. Yep. But he hasn't won anything yet. And my what I said is he'll never win another major again. 
I said he'll win one of these Bay Hill or one of these sort of, you know, Honda Classics in the future or something like that, but he's not going to win a major again. I stand by that. And I'll stand by. I'm not a Tiger hater. No, nor am I. And the thing is, I'll stand by. I do want to apologize a little bit because I didn't know his rise to the top would be so quick, but the point that I'm trying to make, Marenzi, is what happened over the last four or five years. That's what I'm talking about when we predicted this stuff. He's getting his game back now. We talked about him not being very, very good for those years. But, hey, more power to him now. His back's better. He's playing better. I just don't like his odds. At 12 to 1, you can't tell me Tiger Woods' value in the Masters. He hasn't won a tournament yet. He's been close. He hasn't closed the door on Sundays, which used to be his MO. He'd always beat you down on Sunday in red. You know what? He should be 25 to 1, not 12 to 1. That's uh, my take. So a couple of guys here. I'm putting the parlay together right now. Uh, a couple of guys here that uh, he didn't put on the list. No Jason Day. No Day. No Tiger Woods. Don't see an Adam Scott in there. No Dustin Johnson. Uh, no Adam Scott. No Hideki Matsuyama. Nope. No Ian Poulter. What's your take on Poulter coming in, coming off the, the win this week? I like it a lot. I think Ian Poulter's very dangerous. I saw him at uh, 70 to 1. No John Rahm on his list. No, either. you don't want to mess with John Rahm. I actually like that Spenny Mac left a couple of those guys off the list. I, I don't. I, John Rahm is very unpredictable, man. I don't know what he's going to do. Who the hell am I missing here? He's got 14. You I've forgot got 12. Uh, you forgot Kisner? Berger? Noren Stenson. Oh, there's Berger. Yep. Go for a Berger. Right, Daniel so, Berger there. Yeah, but 13, there's one more. Kisner, where the yeah, hell is you need Kisner? Yeah, you need Kisner. I like Kisner to make the cut. Kevin Kisner's damn good, man. He, he actually did well in the match play, too. The guy's surprising, man. Gets no respect on tour. He's just one of those guys. Oh, Kisner's what adds to it, because, yeah, that's what pops it up here. What, what's Kisner's? Because his odds are higher than everybody else's? Mine is 225 I to like make that. the cut. Like, you know, in comparison, like Justin <coughs> Rose. What is he, plus 110? Yeah, a lot of these guys are like 10, <laughs> 10 to 20 one. cents. Yeah. 10 to 1. Yeah, exactly. Minus 1,000 to make the cut. Craziness. But he will make the cut. All right, so the 14, the 14 parlay. It pays. Let's see. Uh, what are you going to put on it? It only says it's 10 to 1 here. No, it should be. He's, he's putting in 4 to get. It should be 11 or 12, right? Didn't it, didn't it pay 40? Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Justin Rose, uh-huh. Phil Mickelson, Paul Casey, Ricky Fowler, Matt Kuchar, Alex Noren, Bubba Watson, Sergio Garcia, Justin Thomas, Henrik Stenson, Daniel Berger, Kevin Kisner. It's 10 to 1. Yeah. Like, no, you know what? It, it's just the odds came down. Actually. Oh, yeah, that's oh, what I'm looking at. Okay. It's probably just a little different. Yeah. Exactly. The it Masters. For the time he made it. All right. So, yeah, 100 bucks uh, pays 1100 it's a le- it's ten to one part. I, yeah, it's I, a ten I, to one part. I, I like it. I, I I like literally thirteen or four, twelve, thirteen of those guys. I'm only worried about those two. But you know, you got to take you got to take a chance if you're going to be like Spenny Mac and make money. This guy goes balls deep, man. He doesn't care. He right. goes for it. To get it to, you get it to five hundred dollars, Cam. Forty five dollars parlay pays five oh five. Forty five. 505. It's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. $45? Yeah. What I like about this parlay, too, is I like your style, Spenny Mac. You get paid on Saturday. That's correct. Both yeah. Thursday, You Friday. don't got to wait till Sunday night. You just got to wait till Friday. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. You know what? And if you win, what a moving day it is. You wake up on Saturday with money in your pocket, ready to bet some more matchups. I like I like Spenny Mac style, Spenny too. Mac. Spenny Mac, you always get us fired up, man. <laughs> you, always, you always get us... Uh... <laughs> 
That's going to be fired up. <laughs> Here's our boy Sonny Vega checks in. What's he saying? As a wise man once said, let the winners, uh, let the winners, may the winners be yours. Oh, may the winners be yours. Let the winners be <laughs> Let the winners it's like be Joe, yours. Joe Lisi always used to mash it up at, yeah. on the college right, show. Say, let the winners be yours, Gabe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let the winners be ours, Gabe. And he would laugh. It's Gabe's uh, tagline. Like, may the winners be yours. <laughs> As a wise man's once said, let the winners be ours. I love Sonny. Yours. Sonny's the, Sonny rocks. You're the best, Sonny. You are the best, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one thing, Gabe. I got Rory McIlroy. Listen to this one. At 22 to 1 when he wasn't playing good and he's down to 9 to 1. So that's not bad value right there. Like a lot of guys you can click on, like Bubble Watson. All right, Cam. Now you, got yeah. to, you look at this one here. Well, what, there's another one? Look at this. This is from last year, his winner. Oh, okay. This is why he's dropping another 3700 bucks down. Last year's make the cut winner. Yep. 62000 bucks on two grand. Wow. Jimmy Walker, Bill Haas, Lee Westwood, Schwartzel. Kisner, see, maybe get a Kucher always makes it. Lou Eustace, it's Sedeker, Garcia, Casey, Rose, Mickelson, Matsuyama, and Spieth all went. That 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 hit, unbelievable, man. Two thousand gets you sixty-two thousand. Who is this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy? He's amazing. Wow. I saw that guy again. They're still trying to get hey, their one hundred ninety thousand from the company. Good luck with that. We appreciate. Uh... We appreciate uh, Spenny Max sharing this. We yeah. can't click it for you. I'm playing it. I mean, he's saying get on it. Yeah. He's sharing it. He's very, uh, very, very. Uh, to make the cut parlay hit. Uh, successful. Yeah, last year. Interesting that he's leaving a couple of these big name guys uh, off of it, though, right now. John Rom, what's your take on Rom coming into the week? I think John Rom could either be there on Sunday or not make the cut. I think that's Spenny Max thinking the same thing. He's an emotional guy. He's only been to Augusta once before, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, going to back him at the betting window. All right, so this is courtesy of uh, Justin Ray. This guy's a great Twitter follow, Cam. Justin Ray? If you're a golf guy. In fact, speaking of... Speaking of which, I gotta get Dan Daly on the show. I gotta yeah. tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, yes, yes, it's yes, no yes, Wednesday. Yes. Hey, the Masters doesn't start till Thursday, buddy. Know, we'll do, we'll do Masters Wednesday tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta get our boy Daly. Hopefully, yeah. he could join us tomorrow. All right. So, Tony Sincata steps up. And He's here, enjoying the uh, the golf talk. Are you hearing this guy? Our boy uh, Spenny Max Parlays, one of our listeners. This yeah, guy's got big, 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 uh, big balls big in the golf bag. Balls. Huh? Yeah, thirty seven hundred dollar parlays. Yeah, for all the Spanish-speaking audience, grande huevo. <laughs> <laughs> We're just measly talk show hosts. Yeah, exactly. we can't. Uh, you know. <laughs> so listen, so this guy, Justin Ray, great, great tweet. He's always got great uh, you know, stats and trends and stuff. He's the one. Each of the last six Masters champs have entered the week in the top seven on the PGA Tour in strokes game from tee to green. Golfers who qualify for this, Paul Casey, Sergio Garcia, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Tommy Fleetwood, Adam Scott. Last six Masters winners, Tony, came from you know the group of the top seven coming into Masters week. And I'm going to follow this trend. I believe that the winner will be one of these players. And I'm sort of leaning right now with uh, with Paul Casey. Love Paul Casey. Actually, right now. Paul Casey uh, catches I, my, my eye. I think he definitely has a shot. And I tell you what, I put together, I'm putting together a Masters uh, lineup where I think, and we'll talk about this tomorrow. If you hit that $8,000 range at DraftKings, 
you can get a really good team of six guys that could actually win the damn thing. And I got a stat, you guys. Uh, I heard Henrik Stenson was left out, and uh, he no, he's stat. He's no, in. He, he, I just questioned Stenson and North. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one in the, to make the cut parlay yeah, yeah. that he's worried about. All right, so he's got two. He's got four top tens in this year. So that's where he's he's yeah. banking on, right? True, but he hasn't broken par in the first or second round. At Augusta since 2013. It's a good stat, Tony. I hope our boy wins, though. But uh, no, Stenson worries yeah. me. He's just one of those guys. You know, he'll play. He'll play that three wood. He'll be he fine. Just, he, yeah, I hope he'll be. <laughs> he'll be, he'll be fine. fine. I'm playing okay. the parlay. Okay, I'm playing the parlay. He'll be fine. <laughs> Tony, listen to this one, though. I know we're going to give the lineups tomorrow, but you brought up a really good point. I want to talk to people putting a team together. If you play these guys, like I put I put a team together. I'll give you my other teams uh, uh, later on, but you can get McElroy, Spieth, and Rose in your lineup. That's the thing. But the, the other guys, is like a Stars and Scrubs with DeChambeau, Austin Cook, and Kevin Chappell, all 6,900, 67, and 69. But McElroy, Spieth, and Rose, three out of six guys. Like that, There's some crazy things you can do with the Masters. You can spend a lot of money and build like a dream. Team. All right, I, I'll just give you a little glimpse, a little glimpse of what I what I did. All right, <laughs> yeah. so five out of six I think can win the, the tournament. You ready? Bubba yep. Watson, eighty-seven hundred bucks. Sergio yep. Garcia, on my other team. Yep, eighty-six hundred bucks. Both of them already have won it. Uh, Adam Scott, eight thousand. Paul Casey, you guys mentioned eighty-eight hundred. Hideki Matsuyama, eighty-four hundred. And Alexander Shoffley, seventy-five hundred. I mean, that's right across the board. All these guys should make the cut. The pr- the pricing's soft. You can put anyone you want in these lineups. I want to wow, bring. I up, love that team, Tony. Me and Cam were watching. I did too. Uh, it, the, it gave me wood. Me and Cam, <laughs> <laughs> like the old wood clubs, <laughs> yeah, gave yeah. me persimmon wood. Dude, I was yeah. a kid. I, used, I love I used persimmon. My grandfather, he gave me a club. Oh, clear pure, pure wood. A one iron. Oh yeah, yeah. I can yeah. Like old school. So you know what I, they I used to like say? A hockey stick. No, yeah, yeah. no curve. Oh, there's nothing. <laughs> the one iron's like basically like a spatula, thin spatula. It's a lost art. No, did, did, does anyone even use a one iron anymore? That's the thing. Anymore? No one, my buddy. No. I golf with a guy who hits a ping one iron. If you can hit a one iron, you can do anything on the golf course. Not easy buddy. to use a one. No, it's not. And this guy used to nail it. You ever used a one iron, Tony? <laughs> Uh, no, I never used a one, but I had a Sam Snead wooden club, and I was on the course, and it, it came off as I hit and almost took somebody's head off. Dude, dude, my grandfather used to be sensitive with his club. Same thing. He gave me, like, one of those wood drivers. The freaking head went flying off. He's like, I knew you were going to break it. I'm like, yeah, it's my fault, Grandpa, right? Yeah. All right, quick break. We'll come back with some master facts. <laughs> Wood clubs. <laughs> they were so easy to stop. Oh, they were brutal. Bam! <laughs> Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyrotor.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. A little slayer. TJ's rocking. Uh, he- 
You're loving it right now. It's better than the mighty boss tones. Know what Marunzi hates? He hates horns. No, I like jazz horns. Yeah. You don't like. I don't like white guy horns. I like Miles Davis type of horns. I don't like white guy horns. White guy horns. White guy horns. I know. So Masters uh, approaching, yes. Major League uh, Baseball in uh, full swing. NHL playoffs start. Playoffs? Eight days from now. Playoffs? Next Wednesday night, NHL playoffs. And I know Mike Cardano's been upset that there hasn't been enough NHL coverage, uh, Tony, on the show <laughs> and on the network. <laughs> Sure? I swear to God, I remember like we, we talked about hockey like once for like 10 minutes. It was minutes. about Vegas too, setting the yeah, record. It was like, yeah. we had it was one, like a big story. I swear, Tony, I think like in like three months since like the, the time change and a new format, whatever it's been, I think we had like one exclusive hockey segment. Uh, right away, Mike, uh, you know, uh, you're going to talk about hockey if you want, but you know. So like, I think, you know, numbers go down when we have hockey. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Numbers no. go down when you talk about hockey and Afi Bonrod. Afi Bonrod. Afi Bonrod. Afi Bonrod's the man. <laughs> uh, you think he's going to get Nobody's talking about him this weekend. My buddy actually bet on him to win at 130 to 1, but I, that's a pipe dream. Alfred Barnrod's going to get stopped by security when he goes to the court. That's actually They're a good point. Say, Excuse me, I sir. Hope, the worker's door's in the back. I hope he's got his credentials because if, <laughs> if he rolls in with dark, who the hell is this guy? They're going to say, oh, security, yeah, yeah. security, security, security. The yeah. big old white guy comes out. Who are you? Kiradash Alfred Barnrod. Never heard of you. Yeah, yeah you know what worries me about Afi Barnrod is that he's a big guy, and I'm worried about his white blood cell count. And he might have an allergy to all that pollination at the Masters. <laughs> all that pollination. There's a lot of pollination. Like, oh, yeah, pollination. it is. Another yeah. thing, too, is, is he, Tony, he's a, he's a pretty fat guy. Like, people don't know from, from a guy that's been there and walked that course. It's pretty hilly. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, so. People don't yeah. understand. It's pretty hilly. Just, just as we were going to a break last time, uh, I was going to bring up. So me and Cam uh, had the uh, – sort of practice rounds and player interviews going on in the background. And something that we noticed, and there's actually a wind warning where we are right now on the East Coast. It's, it's, it's windy as hell. It's yeah, like it's winter time. It's, it's getting colder. It's, it's not like spring or anything like that. Uh, but as far as weather from Augusta, me and Cam noticed it looked pretty damn windy there. Very windy. Man, the flag sticks were blowing all over the place. So let's take a look at the weather here. The first uh, two days of the tournament looked pretty good. Partly cloudy skies expected. Temperatures in the 80s. Uh, a cold front is expected to move in Saturday, bringing rain showers, strong winds, and a chance of thunderstorms. Consider the wind this weekend Very. and rain later in the weekend, uh, Tony. It's going to be interesting, actually. So who are good wind players? Ricky Fowler's a good wind player. Snedeker. Uh, yeah, he, he plays pretty well in the wind. Uh, guys who, the know, guys golf, who hit it low, Leishman. I'm a golf, uh, I'm not a golf expert, but I just know whenever I talk about wind, I always just go to the Texas guys. Yeah, exactly. It usually works. Thomas, That's, Jordan yeah. Spieth. Texas guys they love the wind. wind. Yeah, and Oklahoma. And wind. Fowler went to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma Same thing. Wind. Wind. Exactly, yeah. Tony. You know, the Texas, the Oklahoma they gotta, guys. They got to make it to the weekend, though. Yeah, exactly. That's true. To me, it's always the same guys at the Masters. Sort of the usual suspects. 
Yeah, well, if you look at the leaderboard, who's it going to be? Paul Except Willett hasn't won. Well, yeah, Willett can't even, like, hold a club right now, Tony. Have you no. seen this guy? Like, he's yeah. shooting 80s on the European tour. He's done, like, his game is shot. It's done. So what about Rory? Is, uh, is I love Rory. He's my pick to win. Go for him. He's my pick to win. It is. I can't take I love Rory. Him. I, I can't stomach watching him play. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you want to punch him in the face. You I do like too. Him, he gets saying, he gets to the he gets to the green in two, and then he has to three putt every time. It drives me insane. It's uh, yeah, his putting's been a problem. I'll tell you one thing though, Tony, when he was but it was bad, better two weeks yeah, ago, pull, right? Exactly, it was great two weeks ago. I pulled the trigger at him like you're going to give me Rory McIlroy when he wasn't playing good at twenty two to one. How do I pass that up? Now he's nine to one. So I don't usually do that, but I put like eighty eighty or ninety bucks on him. It pays a couple grand, and uh, I'm all in with Rory. And my other pick is uh, probably going to be Bubba Watson, and then a couple other dogs after that. Tanner's paradise too. Nobody's talking about Matsuyama. His last three Masters: I fifth, have. seventh, we and eleventh. About him earlier, I love him, yeah. Hideki Matsuyama too. I can't three top eleven finishes. Him. Yep. Imagine he could putt. I know. He'd, he'd already have a green jacket. That's the problem, man. He'll break your heart with, with like three or four footers, just blow it by the hole. If his putting's on, though, and he can see the greens, uh, don't be surprised if he wins. I can't what are you believe. Saying? Uh, when he, he can see the greens because he's Asian, you worried about his peripheral vision? He's just a shitty putter. It's, it's, I, oh. I don't know. I don't know I, I, describe I, it I, I guess I read too much into your comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tony. You, you did. What do you think? <laughs> Tony's Tony. trying to make me see because he's Asian and he can't putt. He just can't putt. A lot of white guys can't putt. But yeah. I was just, Paul Casey, Paul Casey can't so putt. Don't, don't Paul put, Casey's a horrible putter. Don't put words in Cam's mouth, Tony. You want to uh, bring, bring him down with you? I just, just he said he couldn't just see. I was wondering what the hell he yeah. meant. This is the first uh, This is the first time I've ever had to do this, but just for the record, the views of Tony Cicada and Tommy the views of Gabriel Morenci, nor Cam, Cameron Stewart, nor any representative of Melrose Place Studios. Oh, I just needed clarification. That's all I needed. So, uh, yeah, we sent uh, our boy Dan Daly. Yeah, uh, you know one of the uh, best uh, golf coppers uh, that we know. Yeah, well, he, we were, we were on Kepka together at the U.S. Open, buddy. Remember, like he, he, Dan Daly hits winners. Yeah, so uh, we'll hope to get uh, Dan Daly on the program uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk some more golf. Um, what? All right, let's see. Uh, best first round leaders. If you can uh, win, bet some big names to go down a bit. I got a great first round leader. Dollar. I got a great first round leader bet for you because he's done it a couple times. Charlie Hoffman. Charlie What's Hoff. Charlie Hoff? Hoff? What is he, 80 to 1? First round leader? I don't know. It's your pick. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were at the odds in front of me. No. Oh, okay. No, I'm first round leader. Like, the Hoff is one for me before. I'm just telling you. Peter. You like, the, you like the, that commercial there. People are like, yeah, I'm looking uh, for a landscaper. And then they ask their buddy. Oh, can you just find, get, their, get his references and see if he can come two Thursdays from now. Do you think, though, if you're taking a first-round leader, it's better to go with guys that are out in the morning or guys that are out later in the day? I prefer later in the day. Depends the morning, the, the course will play longer because there will be some dew on the ground and things the like that. So I would do. And then the, Tony uh, was just the pro- waiting for the opportunity to use the word do. <laughs> in the <laughs> afternoon, though, the, the, the greens get a little tougher. That's true. Uh, I like That's this. True. Top senior, Bernard Longer. Top senior, Freddie Couples, plus 175. Oh, Freddie always does well here. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Hey, Tony. Yeah, well, back oh, to sorry, we got, I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, I don't know. That, that hasn't uh, happened in a long time. It sure hasn't. I, yeah. I don't know. But uh, we were talking about the the, the top, uh, yeah, top senior. senior. So, Freddie Couples, guys, historically, has always had a great first round. Yep. Sometimes a good first two rounds, then that back. I know. Oh, oh, that my back. back. Yeah. But out of these guys, so top senior. Freddie Couples plus 175, VJ Whitehooker Singh plus 220, yeah, like Bernard White. Longer plus 250. Mr. Singh, is there anything we can do to make your stay better at the Canadian Open? Whitehookers. Bernard Longer plus 250. <laughs> Larry Mai 16 to 1. Jose Maria Alzabal. I'm like, what, Les Nesman? Yeah, it's been Chai like Rodriguez. 20 years since he's won anything. I know. Marco Mira, 25 to 1. Sandy Lyle, Sandy Lyle no. Ian Woosman, 66 to 1. I don't know, man. Bernard Longer, is he the play at I, plus 250? I think he is. To be yeah. the best senior, Tony, what I, do you think? I like him. Yeah, because you, you, you hit it on the head with uh, Freddie Couples. He'll get off to a good start. He, he loves the course well, and then he just can't play. So it's Bernard Longer. He might be the only one that has the chance to make the cut. I'd ask Tony who the top Asian's going to be, but uh, this is going to be too offensive. So I already we'll know. Go, I think Ma- we'll go with Hideki, yeah. Yeah, it's Matsuyama. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, He's ho- plus 137. Who's, ho- who's next? Uh, ho- Kieran Ash, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, top Asian. He's oh, from, I didn't even Thailand. know he was Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's from, from Thailand. He's plus from Thailand. 350. All of our favorites. Uh, Shubnakar uh, Sharma. Oh, yeah, Shub Shinkar Sharma. Pastor Sharma. No, Sharma's not Asian. I thought it was an Indian guy. Yeah, well, it's called India and the rest of the world. Is it Asia? India's part oh, of Asia. Asia. You can't just call everybody the same and lump them in. See, I know. Can we just get through this? I told you you'd somehow make it offensive. That's the whole thing. No, you're, you guys are making it offensive. I, no, I'm not. I'm telling you. The India, as part of, like, when they qualify <laughs> in the Olympics and stuff, they're part of the Asia. Asia. It's like a continent type of thing. Oh, we got to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like your style. Tony's, Tony's saying that it's not fair to the Indians. It should be like top Indian, right? Top yeah. Pakistani. Yeah. Top, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. Right. Doesn't seem that hard. It's like all of our favorites in this one. Hideki's plus 137. Yep. Kiran Ash Afra Barn Rats plus 350. Shubhnakar Sharma. Hey, like shit. Shub Hanker? Shub Hanker. <laughs> plus 650. How Tong Lee. Yeah, How Tong Lee. Yeah, he's actually pretty no, good. No, he's good. 750. Very good. Siwoo Kim, uh, his game's dropped this uh, year. Great, great, on the, great in the Florida swing. I don't think he's got the game right now. Satoshi Kar- K- Kodaira. Oh, yeah, Kodaira's pretty, pretty good. He's actually won a couple. Uh, we have just lost our man, Gabe Morency and uh, those guys. Because you know why? Because they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on uh, with the Asian part of the tour. But you know what? A lot of the guys that I like are uh, either American or European. 
And one of the guys you can't forget about is Zach Johnson, the 2007 champion. He has added one more top 15 finish here since he laid up every par five that year. He tied for ninth in 2015. Zach Johnson, don't forget him on Masters Day. No, no, no. How about Kevin Chappell? Uh, this is a guy that uh, not a big, long hitter, and yet he's eight for eight. Eight for eight in making the cut. Tied for seventh last year in a trio of top ten finishes uh, for Kevin Chappell. You want a couple other guys that uh, a little off the radar that might be able to score you some cake? Some cake, because you want your cake and eat it too, of course. If you order the cake, you want it. Alex Norin, right? He's the guy that uh, he comes over here, and he comes, and we talk about him, and we talk about him, but he never wins. He missed the cut last year. A lot of people will be off for Alex Norin. Alex Norin is a guy that you can certainly jump up, jump up, and jump up and down, and you can jump around. Now, if it is windy, one of the windy guys is Matt Kucha. Matt Kucha. He has the low ball flight. He has four top tens of the Masters since 2010. And last week he tied for ninth at match play, tied for eighth in Houston. He's hot coming in. A little hot coming in. Matt Kucha. Guy's absolutely getting it done. Can he continue to get it done? That is the question. And these are the answers that we're going to be asking ourselves when it comes to putting together the Masters lineup and how we go about it and how we go about making ourselves fantasy stalwarts or laying down the lumber on a 20-team parlay. Those are some of the guys that can absolutely get it done. Sorry you guys that, are Tom. back and better than ever. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know what's we going on. It's really about, windy out there. Yeah, we were talking about Windstorm. the weather here, actually. I didn't realize. I just looked out the window, and there's like, like, uh, like a tornado's coming. Yeah, like the dark skies, rain, crazy oh. wind, stuff blowing yeah, over. And Michigan's stuff. not playing tonight. Yeah, so I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this yeah, is we, the day after. Yeah, we haven't had any of these problems, but we yeah. just we, re, oh, we reloaded, rebooted everything. Our apologies. Good thing. Yeah, I think here. I Thanks, think it's Tony. probably the uh, wind issue. Yeah, I gave the people uh, a couple of sleepers that I thought uh, this week, uh, guys that you know people forget about. It's so you, you, we talk about the same guys as you said every week, right? And we forget about some of the guys like Zach Johnson has actually done really well here. And he won this thing in 2007. He's made the top tens. He's a guy that people will forget about. And especially if you're putting a golf lineup, Kevin Chappell is 8 for 8 in making a cut here in a tie for 7th last year in three top 10 finishes. And then, of course, you talked about a guy with low ball flight. That's Matt Kucha. And Kucha's on a roll, right? He, uh, he's a guy that came in ninth of the match play in the 8th in Houston. No, I love those p- plays, Tony. You know what the thing is? Zach Johnson, too, because you talked about it, is being disrespected. I saw him online at 160 to 1, a guy that's actually won the, the Masters, the green jacket. So th- there's a bunch of guys. And uh, those guys, are uh, they're in trouble in paradise, man. That weather in Toronto is a uh, thing. Can you imagine, though, if uh, Cam Stewart and Gabe Morrissey were ever in the Wizard of Oz and they were trapped into the house? And uh, the Wicked Witch of the West came by, and we think they would save him. A couple other guys that you're looking at here. Ricky Fowler. They talked about Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler is a guy that whenever he's one of the high-priced golfers, to me, he never seems to come through for me. Uh, he entered 2018 as the favorite. Last year, he was the favorite. 
And he didn't get it done, man. He's got two top 35s in his last six starts. Just two top 35s in his last six starts. He's supposed to be one of the best golfers in the world, and he's coming in cold. He's coming in as cold as that woman you used to go out with in your first marriage, right? And then she found out that you like the secretary. And then all of a sudden, she wants you sleeping on the couch. She's that cold. Ricky Fowler is that cold. So that is something you got to watch out for there. Now, other guys that you can look at and say, hey, Tony, is there any chance? Is there any chance Justin Rose is just a guy that's being talked about? Because he never wins the big one. Well, he did tie for 52nd in Houston. And his record at the Masters is 12 for 12 in cuts. And he came and tied for second in 2015. He lost to the playoff. He's been right there on the edge. And I think that's one of the things you look for. Obviously, he plays well. And you'd like to see him coming in a little better than tied for 52nd in Houston. But maybe he's looking ahead. You know what I mean? Houston Open, you're not going to be sitting around telling your grandkids about your success at the Houston Open when you got the Masters coming. That's just one of those things. So you got to keep and look at Justin Rose. I like him a lot. I told you I got him in the lineup that I'm using over at DraftKings. So we'll get fired up. Coming up next hour, of course, we're going to talk a little fantasy baseball, a little fantasy basketball. You're listening to... Game time decisions right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Gabe Morris and Cam Stewart attacked by a tornado. We'll check.